what I loved just about all of those photos then was that every mum was smiling. Every mum was just reflecting a smile and you saw joy coming out of their hearts. And that, I tell you something now, is a wonderful tribute to the mums that we have in this place this morning. To be able to smile and be a mother. To be able to smile and undertake the work and give the care and the the attention that you give and to still be able to smile at the end of it all is a wonderful strength. It's, it's It's a wonderful quality and characteristic that a mum has. Do you know, um, just this morning, I looked at the dictionary definition of a mother. And man, what a misjustice the dictionary definition gives of a mum. You know, what, what an injustice it does. I think it says something like this, a mum, one who bears children. I mean, that's just where it begins. That's where it begins for a mum. You know, once you've gone through, you know, carrying the child and then giving birth to the child and then going through all of that process, all of that breaking, that's where the, the journey begins of raising your children caringly and lovingly. And aren't you glad this morning that God has a different definition about your life. God has a different, a very, very different definition when it comes to motherhood and being a mum. For instance, there was one definition that I liked that God gives when it comes to being a mum. It's found in Proverbs 31. And it opens like this. Her worth is far more than diamonds. When God looks at a mum... When God estimates the worth of a mother, he sees that her worth is beyond the most precious commodity of our world. God looks at a mum and when he puts a price, when he puts a definition on the value of a mum, he prizes it and he sees it far, far greater than any commodity that's in our world. We place value on lots of things. We pay, pay price after price for things that we value. But God, when it comes to the definition, when it comes to the description that he gives of a mum, he says that her worth, her worth is far more, far more valuable than any diamond. Why is that? Well, I believe that God looks at the details. God sees Every single detail, every single aspect of work that a mum does. Do you know it's amazing? You know, when you look at a mum, sometimes a mum is just like a cash point, really. You put your card in, you get your money out. You put your card in, you get your money out. And I'm not just talking about physical cash here. I'm talking about emotional cash. The children come to you. Your husband come to you. Your friends come to you. They put the card in. They make their withdrawal. And mothers have this incredible ability of an ability to just keep giving. People type in the code 
And they just take, 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 take. And sometimes I'm sure as a mum, you know, as I look at Faye, just being a mum, managing the home, looking after her children. I'm one of them as well. I'm one of the children that she looks after. You know it's true, ladies. We act all calm and collected and we act as if we've got it all together and the men are leading the home. And it's a man's world. No, it's not a man's world. Women rule the world. Yay, come on. If it wasn't for ladies and their organizational skills, my God, we'd be in a terrible mess. But you know, when I look at when I when I look at, at, at Faye, and I know it's it would be the same for every mum here. It would be the same for every mum. And even the mums beyond here this morning. The way that they keep giving out when they're happy, when they're sad. I've watched Faye sometimes had a really, really tough day, and at the end of a tough day. There's an onslaught of request after request after request. And she just has to find some place inside herself where she just keeps giving and keeps giving and keeps giving. She's got no option, like you, mum, to say, that isn't in my job description. I'm just a bearer of the children. I'm just the one that brought them into the world. Excuse me, Oxford Dictionary. That might be your definition, but that isn't in the reality of what being a mum is, is it? It really isn't. No, you've got no, you've got, you, 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 you can't resign your duties. You can't resign your tasks. You have to keep giving. And sometimes, sometimes when people are putting their card in, when the children are putting their card in, when your husband's putting his card in, and everybody's making withdrawals from the bank account. Sometimes the bank account gets a bit empty. But somewhere in a mother they find hidden reserves. Hidden reserves just to keep giving. There's a verse in one Corinth, uh, 2 Corinthians 1 where it says this. This morning, mum, you may need some investment. You may need some money in the emotional bank account today. Well, I want to give you, I want to give you the, best, the best form of investment that you can have in your, in, your, in your personal bank account this morning. And it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. A few little verses. I'm not going to read them. I'm just going to refer to them. But read it when you go home. I think it's um, verse 5 or verse 3 to 5. And it says this. The God of all comfort will comfort you. The God of all comfort. He's the God of all comfort. Wherever you're running dry, wherever you need some more investment, you need some joy, need some happiness, because it's hard running a home. It's hard raising children. It's hard being the one that everybody comes to all the time and wants to take. What about somebody giving? Well, there's not many people that give, but there is one who gives in an unprecedented way. He's the God of all comfort. And today, he wants 
you to have a fresh understanding and a fresh experience that he's the God of all comfort. The God of all comfort, mum, is going to comfort you. He's going to comfort you. And with the comfort, this is the amazing thing. It goes on to say, with the comfort that you receive from the God of all comfort, you're enabled to comfort others. It's incredible. You're going to get a download of God's comfort, mum, today. And I believe in the weeks and the months, even for the rest of your life, you're going to get a download of God's comfort. The God of all comfort is going to put a huge deposit into your needy bank account. And with that, because you're a mum, you're going to say, as you always say, come on world, come on life, make your withdrawal. Make your withdrawal from me because the God of all comforts comforted me. And with the comfort I've received, because I'm a mum, I'm going to comfort others. That's the wonderful, wonderful nature that mothers have. So I think we should give mums a, a big applause in this place this morning. I really do. Woo! Because Jesus, Jesus is applauding you. Now, I want to introduce you to a very, very special person to me, my mum. My mum. And um, you know what? She has got lots of stories about me. But you don't want to know those stories. No. Oh, yes, we do. Right? Oh, yeah. oh lots of, lots of wonderful, good stories. But I want, I want to introduce my mum to you this morning. I'm going to ask my mum to come up. And um, come on, mum. Woohoo! Bless you. Do you know what? I love this mum of mine very, very much. I'll get you crying by the end, mum. And I tell you what, I'll be crying as well. <laughs> but you know, um, my mum, I've seen my mum experience lots of different things. And. Um, I've seen her walk a journey through lots of different seasons of uh, her life and our life as a family. And I just really thought this morning that it would be great um, for my mum to share as a mother, um, just, just from her heart, just to encourage. The purpose of this this morning is to encourage mums, right? And I just felt that that would be really good f just to hear from my mum, for her just to encourage some mums here this morning. And um, we'll, just, we'll just see what Jesus does. Is that okay? So you're going to receive comfort this morning, mums, from the God of all comfort. You're going to receive comfort. And with the comfort that you receive, you're going to be able to comfort others. I would just like to read this out because I don't want to leave anything out, but I promise you I won't be long. Wednesday night on the news, there was a fine young man. His name, Mayweather Paco, that's the best I can pronounce it, who is a world fighter. And he openly said, I know God is with me. He also said, I know a God who raises someone from nothing and makes them into something. Haven't we all proved that? Yeah. 
Amen. And I would like to say, I know someone who turns disaster into destiny. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. John and I worked together in a church scene for 20 years. We lived in different places with our family. One place was Northern Ireland. We lived there for three years. We left there for Portugal. We'd already done missionary work in Portugal, and now we were going a second time. And we were so thrilled to go back because Portugal is a beautiful place and the people are lovely. So we thought we'd go there and live there for a long, long time. So we took all our furniture, you name it, we took it. After a few months there, things started to go wrong. And we knew we weren't going to work there for long. We knew we would have to return home. We prayed a lot about it, John and I, and we knew we were to resign from the fellowship we were in. Resign. That meant no home because no house, no work, no pension, no car. Everything would be taken away. We were left with nothing. We came home to the UK resigned from the church in a right way. We still have precious friends there. And we had peace in our hearts because we resigned the right way. That's the right way to do things, isn't it? We did it the right way. It was very difficult because we had nowhere to live. Our families couldn't take us in. John and David were living with their grandparents in Ebervale, but they couldn't take us in. My family couldn't take us in. We were traveling home. Lisa was just five years of age. She was praying for us on the journey. And uh, a friend of ours from Yorkshire was ringing us, but we were returning home. And she rang John's mom and dad and said, where's John and Diane? I'm ringing them, but they're not there. So John's mother said, they're coming home, but we can't put them up. She said, send them straight up to Yorkshire to me. That's a good friend. Send them straight to me. We had to leave Lisa with her grandparents because Alwyn, our friend, had a sick husband. But she took us in and she showed love to us and she put us in her sitting room with a setty bed and whatever. And we lived there and seven weeks passed and John and I knew we needed to live somewhere. We couldn't stay any longer with Alwyn and we wanted our daughter with us. So we used to walk around the streets day after day, Lord, please, will you find a place for us? While we were in Yorkshire, um, a young lady named Julie, who lived next door, we got to know her, and we led her to the Lord. And one day, a knock came at the door, and uh, Julie came bounding in. Do you need a place to live? Wow, do we need a place to live? My uncles got a house in Castle Street, terraced house, and if you want to live there, he'll rent it to you. Yes, we'll take it, we said. So we moved into this terraced house, two up and two down, 
and a little kitchen and a backyard. And we had Lisa back with us. Hey. Now, John, my husband, loves to preach. He's a preacher. From a young man, God gifted him to preach his word. And he's lived to preach. He's a preacher. But there was nothing. We were in this house. There was nothing. No work, nothing. Then the church we had left contacted us and said, we want you to go back to Portugal and sell up all the furniture because we need the house. Well, we wanted to do that anyway. So we went back and we had one month to sell all this furniture. It's not very nice when you see all the nice things going through the door for a pittance. But within a month, we sold up. And I was in this room one day of this house. And uh, I don't know where John was, but I was in this large room. And I stood there and I said, Lord, if ever I need you to speak to me, I need you to speak to me now. And he spoke this verse into my spirit. The Lord thy God, I am the Lord and I'm your God and I'm with you and I'm mighty and I look after you and I rejoice over you in love and I sing over you. And I said, thank you, Lord. I really need you to speak to me, Lord. And then I stood quietly and this is what I heard. What's disaster to you is destiny with me. I couldn't have made that up. I couldn't have thought that up. I knew God spoke it because he brought it about. From that little house, we went back to that little house in Yorkshire, And I'm I'm keeping those words in my heart and in my spirit because God said them every day. What's disaster to you? Destiny with me. Nothing. Destiny. No people around. Destiny. Don't have a lot of money. Destiny. From that little house in Yorkshire, God did miracles for us. Miracles. He's a mighty God. He did miracles. He began to open doors and we began to travel. Wow, how we opened. It was amazing. But we don't have time. You'll have to stay two weeks. 20 20 years in a church scene. 21 years on the road. Destiny, Canada, USA, Mexico, Texas, Ireland, Portugal, and back to the UK. Not stopping. Going, going, going. Proving God. Hundreds of souls saved, and we give him the glory. One church we did the first time in Canada... John preached on the blood of Jesus and gave an appeal out. And 300 souls came running out to receive Jesus. (laughs) What seemed 
like a disaster to us, turned out to be destiny. Let me just say this. Listen, mothers that may be having hard times, other people, your life is not a disaster. Your life is not a disaster. Your life is not a disaster. Your life is planned. Your life is a planned life. Because he's planned your destiny. Hallelujah. And let me just tell you this. All we lost, he gave us it all back. (laughs) He gave it all back to us. And more. Amen. Wonderful. Absolutely fantastic. And, um, you know, I... There's lots of stories that I know, but um, you know, one story I'd I'd like to I'd like to tell, or I'll ask I'll ask you to tell it in a, in a minute, mum. But do you know, my mum would would tell you um, that she suffered for many years with depression, and um, the enemy uh, will use that, and he'll try to crush us with it. But do you know the great thing about God is that he uses the things that the enemy uses against us to help other people. And, um, I, you know, many times, you know, I would, I would see my mum, you know, just really battling with uh, depression. I've had a bit myself as well. I've gone to her for help, and she's helped me. But, um, but you know what? Um, I've seen the Lord just use my mum to help others. As she's received comfort from Jesus in her time of need, she's been able to comfort other people, just like the Bible says in 2 Corinthians. You see, our lives aren't perfect. They're not trouble-free. Lots of times we go through real hard things in life. All of us do. But in the midst of all of that hardship, in the midst of the suffering and the pain, There's a God who is ever-present in times of that trouble, in times of our suffering, in times of our need. And like, you know, like Jesus said to her in that still, quiet voice, when she thought everything was a disaster, right? He said, no, this isn't disaster. This is destiny. You see, we may look at situations of life in one way, we may think today, do you know what? It feels as if my life is going backwards. It feels as if I'm constantly driving in reverse and nothing's going forward. It thinks, it, it looks as if I'm going back, backward. But God says, no, you're not going backward. You're going forwards. It may feel that you're going backwards, but you're going forwards. And Jesus came to her. He said, this isn't disaster. This is destiny. And he comforted her. And, I, and with that comfort that you receive, mum, you've been able to comfort others. You've been able to comfort others. And, and I really believe, you know, that Jesus, Jesus will comfort us in our times of trouble. Whether we're young or old, whether, you know, um, whatever place we're at in life, there's a comfort for us. The God of all comfort, it says. See, he won't withhold that comfort from us. 
When we're in need, he never, ever denies us access. He never, ever gives us a cold shoulder, shows us his back, turns his face away, gives us a scowl, gives us the back of his hand. He never does that. He's the God of all comfort. Today, mum, the bank account may be a bit empty. It may, it may seem as if you're, you're, you're pulling loans in from everywhere, right? It may seem as if the debt collectors are running after you, but the God of all comfort, whilst we're here together this morning, is giving an investment into your heart. He really is. I'm going to ask you to share one more story, mum. I'm going to ask the, the musicians just to come back up. Or James, if James had just come, that'd be brilliant. But I, I'd like you to share that story about the rabbits. Is that okay? little funny story about the rabbits, but very powerful. This time we were on Northern Ireland. We used to go there several times a year. And it was a hard time for me because I had to leave Lisa behind. And I was depressed going to Northern Ireland. So to get up in front of people and pretend everything was all right, and then you sang and whatever and sat down, is really difficult. So one day in the house that we were staying in, I um, was filling the kettle by this quite large window, looking over a field. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, do you really love me? I said, I need to prove, I really do need to prove that you are with me. And that you love me. I said, Lord, will you let there be a rabbit on the lawn in the morning? (laughs) Funny prayer to pray, but that's the prayer I prayed. Will you let there be a rabbit on the lawn in the morning? Well, I went through the day. We went to church, did what we had to do, came home. The next morning, I forgot about it, honestly. Went to the tap to fill the kettle for coffee, looked out of the window, my word, there were five there. (laughs) There was the mother and the father, and there were three little ones. That's true. And it was as if the Holy Spirit was saying to me, if you don't believe that God loves you now, you never will. God loves you. Fantastic. So don't get praying for any rabbits, right? Don't get praying for any rabbits. But um, we're going to close in, in just a few moments. But uh, I was just thinking there where, when mum mentioned that. Do you know, when we were in Ireland, and um, that was a tough place. It was a tough place, and um, it wasn't easy sometimes in, in the home. The great thing is, I always remember, whenever in my home, I, I, you know, I can say this, that I always experienced love, always experienced love. And it was, now, when I think back, it wasn't just the, the, the love of a great mum and dad, but it was actually the love of Jesus. It really was. And, um, do you know, I was just thinking back then, when, when, we were in, when we were going through a difficult period in our home, um, not relationally as a family, but just things from the outside, punching us and kicking us and hitting us, Pastor Ray came to the house and he gave my mum a word from God um, over the dinner table and just spoke 
a, a word that God had already spoken um, to my mum, and it, that brought great blessing. You see, Pastor Ray, the comfort of God, the God of all comfort was in his heart, comforting others. And I wanted to say that for this reason. I saw Pastor Ray this week. He came into the office. I didn't know he was coming in. I nearly started flipping, crying. Serious, right? Because just to let you know, Pastor Ray is traveling and doing amazing things. You may have seen it on, on Twitter. He's in Australia. He's just come back from, from Norway, being with Lila. Um, but he's, he's out there preaching, and he's going to be here with Terry Law um, in two weeks' time. And I didn't realize he was, I knew he was home, and I always catch up with Pastor Ray when he's, um, when he's home. But I wanted to say this this morning. I walked in. I am serious. He was in Haley's office. I thought, my God, I, I couldn't believe it, right? Because you know when you get a shock, you just get a surprise. And I saw him, and he was there, and he was joy, so joyful and so happy. Um, and he's going to be back with us, with Terry, um, two-week Sunday. And then hopefully... Um, I think we've got a date. I think it's going to be April the 18th. We're hoping to have Pastor Ray here to preach in the church um, and get, yeah, that's on. So we're going to, and we're going to get some more dates in the diary as well. As his diary um, is more open, he's going to be here. So isn't it great? Pastor, Pastor Ray is going to be back in two weeks' time. We are so, I'm so looking forward to it. But let's keep Pastor Ray in our prayers you know, um, because God is using him greatly. But uh, let's, let's stand to our feet right now. Yeah, go on, mum. Thank you. Oh, we're going to pray for our mums right now. We're going to pray for our mums. I tell you what, maybe if we, if we join hands, if, if the chain breaks, that's all right. But if there's somebody next to you, and um, we, can, uh, we can join hands together. Been a bit different this morning, bit of a different service. But uh, right in the context of the day. Fantastic. We're just going to pray right now for each other. Just be conscious of the person next to you and in front of you and behind you. We don't know what each other's needs are. We don't know necessarily the things that we're all facing and going through. But the God of all comfort, his eyes are on the righteous. His ears are open to our prayers, to our cries, to the longings of our hearts. He knows. He knows. And knowing that he knows. Let that remove every fear away today. Mom, if you're afraid today. Mom, if you feel empty today. Mom, if you feel as if everybody's taking from you. And that's the way it's been. And that's the way it will be because that's what happens. But they're just taking and nobody's giving. Mom, today, let's just draw from the God of all comfort to bring comfort to fill the bank balance again up to a healthy place to take away the emptiness and comfort us 
Lord, right now we come to you. Do you see our emotions? You see whether we're happy or whether we're sad. You see whether we're hiding behind a smile and there's a lonely, empty heart that's crying, that's in need. Lord, just pray right now. Holy Spirit, you are here. You're as real as any person here. And Holy Spirit, Jesus described you as the comforter. The comforter. He said, I will send you the comforter. Holy Spirit, would you right now comfort, comfort, just wash away any pain, any hurt, comfort our wounds, comfort our scars, comfort us in our loneliness, our emptiness, or in our pain. The God of all comfort, comfort you, and with the comfort that you receive, comfort others. Lord, I pray for every mum today. Oh God, thank you for them. Thank you for their tireless energy, their endurance, their patience. They, are, they, they certainly do suffer long and are kind. Thank you for that amazing love that's inside every mum here. They're patient. That love, Lord, will, in, will enable them to never fail. Never fail. Thank you, God, for this day. It's the day you've made to bring comfort, to bring wholeness, to bring help. We lift our voices to you now, Lord. As we close this, we want to honor you, recognize you as the God of comfort recognize you. Yep. That's it. Let's give him praise. Let's honor him. We worship you, Jesus. All the pieces of our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.